And now, the moment you've not been waiting for. It's born of shit. Sorry, born of sight. I hope you have something else planned as a backup. Okay, uh, welcome to uh, episode, um, I forget which episode it is after a four. while, they all sort of, is it four? All right, well, this is not golf, for God's sake, stop oh, it. Bloody golf, um, start again. <laughs> welcome, welcome to episode four, uh, <laughs> dark everyone, um, it is a welcome, it's episode four of Born Offside, our uh, daily-ish, it's still daily at the moment, daily-ish podcast. Nice. all daily. Um, uh, <laughs> of the World Cup. We are here to bring you as much uh, uh, information as we possibly can on the World Cup in a short space of time, uh, 40 to 50 minutes, um, and we'll, we'll do everything that we possibly can. But it's what, what we've been discussing uh, off the air is just how, how much there is to cover and how fantastic this, uh, this tournament is already becoming. So uh, I'm Jason, he's Dave, and uh, we're going to get on with it tonight. Tonight, we're hoping to talk a, a little bit about goats. Uh, we, uh, we may very well talk about... Uh, um, uh, uh, who is worse than Jesse Lingard, but it seems to be an ongoing feature that we are never able to cover. Um, and, uh, and I think the big one that we need to be talking about tonight is, uh, is VAR as well. But uh, as per usual, we'll be going over the uh, last night's matches. Um, once again, uh, I was uh, uh, with Dave and I at different, uh, in different time zones in the World Cup and in a completely different time zone as well. We kind of try to cover between ourselves who's going to be watching certain matches. So uh, Australia, versus, um, Australia versus France, Argentina versus uh, the Thunderclap, Peru versus uh, <laughs> the Crazy Danes. The and, uh, sounds like a horribly, <laughs> horribly vibrant STD. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got the clap. I've got the Thunderclap. Okay. The, no. A, okay. The clap, clap. The clap is an STD, isn't it? Right. Oh yes. He's got the if clap. It, That's the if thing. If you say it is, then I guess it is, mate. I'm pretty sure it's a thing. I think it's a, it's an Americanism. So you saying the thunder clap? I don't know. Sounds the like clap. like Messi's got a bad bout of gonorrhea. Um, oh yeah. No, we'll, we'll we'll get bury- to that because obviously <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> Um, and then Croatia versus Nigeria as well. So, uh, so, and on top of that, we'll uh, attempt to do our very best to to quickly have a look at uh, tomorrow's games as well. Costa Rica, Serbia, Germany, Mexico, and Brazil uh, versus Sweden. Um, sorry, Switzerland as well. So, uh, without further ado, uh, we'll. I think we'll get straight into the first match. Dave, Australia versus France. Uh, what time was it over there where you are? So, yeah, I didn't watch it because it was on at three in the morning. But I have a contribution to make to the podcast about Australia-France. Because okay. Australia-France, uh, we saw kind of the first use of VAR, right? There were two penalties in that game. So yep. uh, if we were looking for a, a pun or, on the game, we might say, Uvavar. Like, oh, dear. <laughs> Okay, oh, well, uh, I don't, oh God, it even sounds like you could go down, go down the Vuvuzela kind of sort of route with that one. But Uva, indeed. No, I like it. It's just taken a few seconds to, to, to you know, for it to drop. Because there were French people in there. You know. There were French people in there, sort of, you know, in the crowds. And uh, you couldn't see them very well. Uh, on the but, pitch. Uh, uh, oh, yes, there were some on the pitch, weren't there, as well. You know, apparently. I don't no. know, apparently they're French. 
Now, um, famous, famously on uh, last night's episode, I predicted a 6-1 win for France. You did, yes. And, I, and was, that, I was right about the one. <laughs> I was going through my mind all the way through the match as well. Up until about uh, five minutes from the end, I, was, I kept saying, Dave said 6-1. You know, we're in for a treat. It's, it's going to happen, surely. Um, but it did not. It did not happen. And uh, What did happen? Well, um, from, from, well there, was, there was some football played. Um, <laughs> although I, I would have to say that it was a little bit like, um, it, it was wonderful watching the lineups come out and, uh, and having a look at all the players. And the only way that I can really possibly describe it was globe trotters versus pigs trotters, uh, because it was <laughs> the, fr- the French eat pigs trotters. Don't they? The French eat pigs trotters. They do for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And uh, so do the Koreans as well. And so do many Europeans, I think. What about the Australians? Do they eat pigs trotters? No, no I don't believe they do. Uh, they don't believe they eat pigs trotters. They uh, probably, well, they probably do, but they don't know what, what they're doing. And they don't know what they're eating. They're just eating it. Uh, they probably call them... Meat's sake. They probably call them like swine fallers or something. Yeah. That, was that, your impre- that, was your, that was your Australian... Yeah, so that, that was worse yeah. than my pun. That was, that was pretty bad. Because um, <laughs> it was a, a, a set of globetrotters, really. When you looked at that French lineup, it was just unbelievable. Like the, uh, the amount of stars that they've got in there. They're just household names, every single one of them. And then it flicked over to, Fra- to uh, Australia. And we were looking, <laughs> I was looking at the players going, you know, who, who are these guys? You know, they, they, could be, they could be like my grand's nephews, you know, and uh, like, I have no idea who, who well, I, I do have obviously a good idea of who a lot of these players are, but uh, it's just, it, it, just it, it screamed out a 6-1, you know, to me all the way through, you know, because Australia really should have absolutely got smashed. Well, um, you, you live in Australia, so you probably know better, but off the top of my head, the goalkeeper plays for Brighton. And yes, had a good season. very good. Yep, yep, yep. Yedinak, who also plays number eight for the rugby union team, I believe, because he's yep. a beast. Yes. Um, yep. Uh, Tim Cahill, who I don't think played. And then I'm, does Harry Kuehl still play? I don't think so, no, right? No, no, no. Um, that's it. I don't know anymore. Um, yeah, well, it was, it, it, it was, um... sorry, bear with me just one second. That's the sound of a man typing, looking things up on the internet. <laughs> I've lost my page. I've lost my page. It's all gone. But anyway, it's all good. I got it now. It's erased Australia. Just erased it's, it. It's just, just, it's just all gone. Um, no, I thought um, uh, Ryan is an amazing goalkeeper. And you can, you can tell that he's got Premier League experience and he's got Premier League uh, um, uh, uh, sort of nuance. He knows what he's doing. He knows when to come out for crosses. And he's solid. Absolutely solid. Uh, but Aaron Moy, of course, is the other one. Oh, yes. One. Yes. That, uh, I just that, that, that I thought shiny head. Indeed. Yeah. I thought, I thought he'd done really well this season. And I was really looking forward to seeing him at, 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 in this match. But I thought he was a little bit quiet. Now, the Australians have him penned as a midfield maestro. No, he's a uh, hard-working, combative fella. Yes, no, absolutely. And he, with the occasional end product of a pass, you know. And he's and, like uh, a skinny John Joe Shelby. <laughs> And we're just going down the going down the the bald route, of course. Um, but uh, he the, the the thing was with with his game yesterday was that uh, there was a lot of uh, uh, control 
uh, on his behalf in, in the middle of the pitch. Uh, but, and then the, the ball, the, the, the final ball into the box, which inevitably was the, was the ball that he was trying to sort of put in there, wasn't ever, unfortunately, wasn't ever um, uh, taken advantage of. So, uh, so he did his best to get in there. Um, now, I watched the game with uh, Australian commentating. Oh. And um, it it wasn't it was not fun. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that right now. I had to actually switch over to uh, uh, um, to, to a different channel uh, because uh, I, it it felt just like well, obviously it was completely biased towards Australia, and I wanted to get something a little bit more kind of impartial. But like um, it it just felt. Uh, uh, and it reminded me as well, and I'm really sorry to say this about all Australians. I, I can't remember who the commentator was, but uh, for, for the Australian one on SBS, uh, but he was absolutely terrible. He he didn't have a clue, uh, and, and it was so obvious. And uh, one of the uh, incidents about five minutes from the end of the game, uh, um, uh, one of the French players got got past the Australian defender. I think it, it was uh, Behic uh, out on the um, uh, the left back. And he got past him and he did one of those things of kind of chopping in front of him and then inevitably it's going to be a free kick like Bayich is behind him, behind mm -hmm. the ball and behind the player. And um, I can't remember if it was Mbappe or, or Tolisso uh, who, who was, who'd basically got past him and he just put his body in front of him. Now, he put his body in front of him and then their, their legs got tangled and it's a free kick and Bayich got got a booking. And the, the commentator was furious. The commentator said, oh, it's a very unfair booking, you know, and I don't even know if it was, a, you know, he was going, he had no chance of getting out of the way. It's like, well, you know what? This is, this is football, mate. This is how it goes. This is how it's been for centuries, hundreds, uh, not centuries, but for a very, very long time. Um, the guy's cleverer, you know, he got in front of him. It's, he's tired, it's towards the end of the game. There's a tangle of legs and he's in on goal. It's, it's a yellow card. It's always a yellow card. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, um, that's my little rant, sorry. On, uh, if the game finished 2-1 to France, have France underperformed, Australia overperformed, or was it a little bit of both? It was a little bit of both. It was a little bit of both. I thought, actually, to be fair, Australia put themselves about and, and they worked really hard and it was really good. So going, going to the game, um, uh, Australia were... Were, they 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 played they played out of their socks I think uh, and they all put a real good shift in uh, and by the end in the last sort of five ten minutes you could really tell as well that they had tired because they've they they've done a lot of hard work they managed to get the ball back on on a few occasions but then unfortunately hey. just weren't able to deliver a pass. That's been Mrs. Calling. Hang all on. right, okay, let's take a break. Be right back. Oh, again, yeah. Oh, Ganessa. 아, 나 지금 어. 제이슨이랑 팟캐스트예요. 요요요 on the podcast right now. Oh, really? Okay. Say hello. What did you what did you think of Peru versus Denmark earlier? Oh, uh, cuz I thought Peru's game was um what was that country? Panama. You got Peru and Panama uh, mixed up, yeah. Exactly. Easy. So I still I still um root for Peru. You thought you root uh, for Peru even though you thought they were Panama. Very sad because Denmark won. We haven't actually uh, talked about that yet. We're still talking about France versus Australia, but we'll get on to okay. it for sure. Anyway, I'm coming home. You're coming home? I, Are you going to the I beach shop first? Straight. Like football? Uh, yes, I will. Okay. So we'll see you soon. Okie dokie. Wonderful. Uh, see you. Sarangi. 
안녕. 지금 다 볼게. 어, 잭슨 쌤 안녕. 안녕. 잭슨 쌤 안녕. Jason's Legete Bessrum Sink. Te warnende Bessrum. And we're back. And we're back. All right, okay. Um, look, I thought Mbappe was lively, uh, which goes against uh, what I uh, uh, predicted pre-tournaments. I, I thought he wouldn't be. Uh, I thought it would be a little bit of a... Uh, Uh, you know, he'd, he'd be a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, but I thought he was lively. I thought the French did perform in, in phases and they showed uh, uh, glimpses of what they were supposed to do. Pogba was a little bit on the quiet side. Uh, I think a lot of people were expecting a lot more of him. But I think he's going through a bit of a definition uh, uh, problem at the moment. Is he a defensive midfielder or is he attacking midfielder? Is he a box-to-box -box midfielder? I think he's a box-to-box -box midfielder. Um, but box-to-box -box midfielders don't always get um, that sort of adulation because they don't score as many goals as, say, an attacking midfielder is, might. So, is there room for the box-to-box -box midfielder? Like, who's the last really, really good, true box-to-box -box midfielder? Because I... And, and you might be able to find an example, but I would say Vieira is the last one. Oh, he was like, great. Yep. Everyone, everyone will say like Gerard, but Gerard, when he was at his best playing for Liverpool, played wide right. That, when they won the Champions League, Steven Gerrard played it cutting in off the right-hand side. Mm. He wasn't playing. Benitez wouldn't allow him to play box-to-box. -box, and when he tried to do it for England, he would head the ball to Suarez in the last minute. Um, <laughs> okay. Lampard, is, Lampard wasn't there. the... Lamp no, I'm never. Lampard was a wasn't a box to box midfielder. He was a you know top half of the pitch player. Um, I think he I th started as box to box. Yes, and he then did. Ended up but, top half. Yeah, perhaps. But I know. I feel with Pogba, I f I think people think he kind of looks like Vieira, like he's tall and he's lanky and he's French. Um, yep. So so we should be able to play him like Vieira, but I don't think he's <laughs> he's good enough defen defensively. Pogba. No, that's very, very true. Very good defensively. No, that's very, very true. Uh, I think he's 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 got a lot of flair, and it, he needs to be using that flair to go forward. Um, so he'd probably do a better job in a sort of Lampardy kind of late Lamp, Lampard years sort of role. So, um, and and yeah, I think he's he's definitely. He's got the potential to come out and shine. We're, we're at the World Cup, you know. We've got some stars out here. We've got Griezmann's, you know, Griezmann's penalty was very, very well tucked away. Was it a pen? Um, was it a pen? Are, we, are we saying, well, ooh, yeah, ooh, I can't believe it. could have done Vavavum it is. Oh, you can call you can call the episode Vavavum when we, oh, we, uh, we release the podcast. There we go. Anyway, was um, it a pen? Look, I, I think it. I think it was. Uh, I think he does. Uh, I think he does catch him, but it's very. It, it's difficult to to see, and I think he's already. It's always almost looks like he's already kind of going down, sort of thing. It's very, very, very difficult to see, and and this is going to make it very interesting with with VAR because 
it's going to be so difficult to to tell like with, even with var it was very very hard to tell we need to be able to have um a little bit of leeway where we can use our intelligence uh and our uh ability with to see and know the movements of a certain player as well and how they go down and how they get hit we 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 mostly know um but it this was very very difficult to to tell i must admit um so look you know maybe may have been harsh but uh but uh, yeah i think i think it was okay as a penalty um, do you know do you know what definitely was a penalty and is perhaps the comedy moment of the world cup so far <laughs> is samuel umtiti <laughs> And what? specifically Samuel, because uh, I've seen the highlight, Samuel yep. Titi's face afterwards, which yes. is like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> like he knows totally what he yeah. did. And yes. look, I've, I've, I've done this before. There are certain football players, and I'm, I'm one of them, I think, uh, as well, who, when they get this rush of blood, uh, um, they, uh, it, it is a rush of blood, they suddenly put their hand there to to do something to stop something but you really need to learn because that's the kind of thing that you learn after you're a 13 14 year old football player you know uh. um but something sometimes does happen and your hand sort of goes up and and you, you just do it and then you 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 know straight away and everybody knows straight away you know that you've been caught doing it uh but for someone like umtiti to do it rated as one of the top top defenders in the world at this very moment in time how could he do something like that? It was just a real, you know, it was a real gift. Uh, it was for very funny. Very funny. Yeah. And then, of course, Pogba scores the winning goal. And hey, what a horrible goal. I hate goals that kind of uh, like half take a deflection and you're looking at it and you go, who hit that on its loop? What a horrible, horrible goal. Well, thank yes. you for bringing that up because, like, I have no idea who scored that goal. Uh, it, I don't think it was Pogba. I, I, I don't think it was him because the way, again, and this is what I mean by an, in intelligence when we see a certain play, the way his body movement, his foot movement, there's a deflection on that. And, and what's so weird is that no commentator, I've looked at, I've, I've seen a few highlights, I've gone over and I've, I've, I've tried to, I've seen even some post post match analysis uh, as well of the match, and nobody seems to have noticed. Everyone's putting it down as a Pogba goal, but I mean, it it was totally not him, was it? It was the defender. Yeah, and it was it was horrible, and it was yeah, and it just looped over, and then you know hit the underside of the bar, and then just went in by a milli millimeter type thing. So. Yeah, so look, they, they scored a scrappy goal. and uh, But I tell you what, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're extremely happy. Um, they're extremely happy to have got those three points. Well, Get they're French. Match they out the line. Yeah. They're French, so they won't be that happy. They're never that happy, right? Well, uh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> there's always, there's always going to be some qualms somewhere along the lines. But I think, I think they should be happy that they got over the line. And, uh, and also one last thing, uh, Paul Pogba, for the first time I've seen for a very long time, had no colour in his hair. Did you notice that? Oh, well? I didn't. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think he's um, uh, a bit of a, yeah, I, I, I think he's probably... Depressed. Sick of, uh, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Depressed, but maybe sick of getting a lot of shtick from his hair color changing all the time. Um, ah, and uh, one little uh, honorable mention as well for uh, Daniel Arzani, uh, the youngest player in this year's World Cup. Oh, um, really? He, he came on with five minutes to go uh, for the Australians. Now, um, uh, I don't know whether 
it's worth me saying you look you, you heard it here first but this kid's um this kid's pretty special uh he plays for melbourne city he's 18 years old he's just turned 18 this year and um he's uh yeah he's he's something else um and i've i've got a lot of high hopes for him uh but when he came on it was um and even the post match analysis they were saying it's very important that we uh, that we take care of this arzani and that we you know we don't overexpose him to the world you know what i'm sorry this kid should be playing because uh in my opinion he is he can he can do something very very special here at this world cup and he can make a break uh, Australia's chances of getting through to, uh, uh, to well, the next round. They need to win now, don't they? I they mean, do. They do. Who've they, they got next? Australia. Uh, so they've got. Um, will they have cost? Uh, sorry. Uh, will they have Denmark next? I think. Um, uh, let's let's look. We can uh, have yeah, a you're look. right. They do. They have Denmark on Thursday. Yep, Denmark. Yep. Um, oh, and sorry. One final thing. I just like to say I'm not a big fan of Mile Jedinak. Uh, no. But. Uh, no, 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 I'm not. I'm, best, I, I, best, I, uh, best beard in the championship by some way. Yeah, so uh, I, I don't know why. I'm just not that much of a, uh, a big fan. You're right, best beard for, for, for sure. But uh, I, I don't rate him very highly at well, all as a football player. But here he is rated as uh, uh, something, you know, uh, along the lines of, of um, you know, yeah. Well, mate, you've, never been, you've never been a rugby fan. And he's a really good rugby player, Jednak. Really, like he gets into rocks and moles, clears them out, recycles. He's <laughs> wonderful. So, I mean, I just think you need to watch a bit more rugby to really appreciate your Millie Jednak. Well, maybe that's what it is. All right, okay, let's go off for a break now. We'll come back with uh, Argentina versus Iceland. Oh my God. Part 3 on Born of Shit is over. Please come back for part 40 or maybe it's best for you if you don't. All right. Okay. So uh, Argentina versus Iceland. Uh, now that was actually at a reasonable time. It was about 11, 11 p.m. here. But I'm so tired from the previous night's escapades and I'm only having two hours that I'm afraid I had to head off early. And I knew that, Dave, you were watching this match. Yes. Um, we got up at 6 a.m. Yeah, well done. So I watched the first sort of 15 minutes and then I was like, oh gosh, I, I can't, I couldn't stay awake anymore. In fact, I think I fell asleep and then went to bed. So, uh, uh, so tell me, um, Argentina well, versus Iceland. Well, it was very much like Iceland's first game in the Euros, which funnily enough was against Portugal. So it was against Ronaldo rather than against Messi. And that game hmm. also finished, did it finish 1-1 or did it finish 0-0? It was a, it was a 1-1. It was, it was a one, one. We, we, we and again, yeah, yes, and again, Portugal went ahead and Iceland came back. And then Ronaldo came off the pitch saying, They'll never win anything. I hate them. Um, <laughs> and he said it in that accent too, which threw everybody off. Um, yeah. so it was a remarkably similar thing. Um, because uh, Argentina went one up, uh, Aguero with a typical Aguero goal kind of on the yeah. half turn. Uh, with his left foot, smashed it into the into the top corner. That's beautiful. And yeah. um, and then Iceland also did the same thing to England when we because in that debacle du Newmont um, event, <laughs> they we actually went one 0 up in that game and they scored very soon afterwards. And it seemed to me to be a kind of almost deliberate tactic that what if we're going to get one back, we're going to get it back straight away. Because, mm. um, 
and Iceland didn't go forward very often, but you couldn't help but feel that they should have a bit more because when they did, they caused trouble. Sigurdsson, for a guy who's been out for however long, played really well. Really lovely, lovely touches in and around the box, a good passing, uh, decent movement. The rest of that Iceland team are very limited technically, like very, mm. very limited technically, but they're very good positionally. They're big men, big men <laughs> with beards. I mean, and they look like bloody Vikings. Perhaps they are Vikings, <laughs> except for except for for Gilfie. He doesn't look like he, Gilfie he, doesn't look like a Viking. He looks and he, he looks like a London yeah. hipster who's kind of <clears throat> you know just been thrust into this Viking thing, and he's like, oh God, what am I doing here? Um, <laughs> and um, yes, yeah, so this was yes. Yeah, sorry, sorry. This was this was a a, a tale of of uh, Vikings versus penalties, really, wasn't it? This whole game. Uh, penalties was it was it penalties was it not penalties there was all sorts of stuff going on with this one um I felt that the penalty was a penalty like um he, he clipped it's it's a, one of those things I don't think he fouled him on purpose but he still fouled him um right. yep. so you know it's it's clumsy but I felt like it was a penalty it was a terrible penalty like Messi oh. like you pretty much Short of saying, I'm going to put it there at a really nice height, slightly to your right, yep. which is what he did. Short of announcing that that's what he was going to do. <laughs> he couldn't have really been well. much worse. Maybe he did. I didn't um, see him do so, but it, it almost was. Yeah. Oh, oh, mate, I'm just going to put it over there, okay? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah there, okay. All right, here you go. Ah, great. He's oh, you, you got it. Um, <laughs> and then the rest of the game just followed this kind of pattern of um, – uh, the ball was spent a lot of the time in the middle of the pitch. Uh, I hate watching games like this. When when one team just sets out to stop the other team scoring, and mm-hmm. then inevitably the, the the dominant team's best player drops deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. Like Messi got so deep that you thought he was just going to say to Caballero, "Give me the gloves. Put the gloves <laughs> on. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to take the goal kicks." Oh um, dear. And it's just depressing to see him drop deeper and deeper and deeper. He got no help. Like, he, you know, all of, the, all of the press coverage and everything would be that, you know, Messi messed it up and he missed the opportunity to win, mm. which he did. But I thought he got no help from Di Maria. Aguero, other than the goal, was anonymous. Um, mm. And um, Mascherano is old. And you see, see, Ronaldo got no help from the Portuguese. But look what he did. Yes, but... Spain do play in such a way that you have space. Right. Yes. Fair enough. You know, Whereas you know, Iceland were just compacting y- it all. Yes. And I yeah. think I think what actually Argentina, you know, the the fallout of this game is like Argentina failed to score that second goal. But I think actually what's more worrying is that they conceded to Iceland. Um, <laughs> you know, that would be saw, more worrying. I saw the goal. It was a very scrappy, well, not scrappy, but it was... You felt as though Argentina had a few chances to, to at least get it clear properly and uh, and get their defence back in order. But the, uh, full, the fullbacks, because it's a Sampaoli team, the fullbacks were pushing on, pushing on, pushing on. But hmm. when you do that, your two central midfielders, which is, I th- it was Mastrano and I think Biglia was was the other one. They have to cover for the yes. fullbacks as the fullbacks go up, and they're not quick enough either of them to do that. And mm. and Iceland, when they did, I mean, they only had 23% of the ball or something. But when they did get forward, it was in the wide areas that they had uh, they had their, their fortune. But it, it was a tedious game, really. Like, 
we can we can do with less of that and this whole yeah. plucky little iceland they all know each other's only 300 it's you've done it you did yep. it in the last one stop yep. it stop doing it <laughs> no more you can't tell them to just you can't tell them to stop it because you know this is uh this is it they're up against the world superpowers of football um but uh, but look j- just going on to on to this idea of uh, uh, and this is all to do with tactics as well like if you if, if you let's just say your left left flank left winger uh sorry left full back bombs up my my belief or, or my um uh, idea would be to make sure that your right full back drops back into a back three and then you're covered as a back three and that's no, that's some okay. Sam, Sampaoli, Pochettino, Klopp they don't they they tell the fullback on the other side to bomb on too to bomb on and I I I must admit I, I slightly disagree with that I think it's just maybe I'm a bit too conservative in that sort of fashion but and I, I get why you know you get uh, you get your fullback down to the byline and suddenly you've got your other fullback coming in and around the back post. But how many times does it actually happen? I mean, it's more just to pick up uh, any possible uh, over overpowerful cross uh, so that the other guy picks it up and then the, 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 the attack can continue. I, I do get it, you, but, you know, you're going to leave yourself exposed at the back. So, you know, just, uh, you know, as long as you realize that and you try to solve the issue the other issue is to just make sure that one one of the central def, uh, central um uh, defensive midfielders just stays back and then drops in and makes it a back three yes uh, otherwise you're you're in trouble you're just asking for trouble really really yeah well um, those those two central midfield players need to have the legs to do that um, yeah yeah and i don't think i don't think masturano and biglia do masturano definitely doesn't like no, you, could, no, you can almost no. hear his knees creaking through the television <laughs> <laughs> him and him and Iniesta, you know, oh, yeah. just, oh crikey, that that whole Barcelona team is just gonna soon. It's gonna need a big old revamp. I can't see what's going on there, but uh, I hope they've got plans. Um, but mate, Aguero's first ever World Cup goal was it? Yeah, that's f- Aguero's no. first ever World Cup goal. So that's very strange. I mean, oh, well done, Sergio. Yeah, well, yeah, well done, Sergio. I mean, it's only been <laughs> it's only been what forever, like two decades, probably. Right, and this guy's we're talking about someone who scores goals for fun in the Premier League you know it's just uh, very I was very very surprised to hear that one that it was his first ever goal for uh, for the World Cup now I, I hope I, I heard it and I didn't go in to check and to back myself up on it so I hope uh, somebody doesn't call in and go you're an absolute idiot he scored 17 <laughs> all in all. including eight against Saudi Arabia um, <laughs> yeah Okay, please don't talk about Metsudot's here now. You will not be happy. And we're back. And we're back. Absolutely. Back with a bang and back and ready to rock and roll with Peru versus Denmark. Now, um, just just very quickly, I, I just want to say, uh, looking at the lineups and looking at the matches that you, you, you were watching yesterday, wasn't yesterday an absolute treat? Uh, it absolutely would have been a treat, but I'm really, really upset about Peru-Denmark okay. for, the re- <laughs> for the reason that the commentary on US television was oh, simply the worst commentary. You were complaining about the Aussie commentary. This was yep. the worst commentary of all time. Oh, and I'll tell you for why, because 
the uh, person commentating on it. Um, now, when this first came on, uh, it, it was clear that this was um, the the Mexican commentating team because uh, I think a big angle for the for the US here uh, is um, well the US men's team didn't qualify, so mm. so uh, especially here in California there's a, a large uh, Mexican population and so mm -hmm. like Mexico is kind of like there's a rivalry but I think everyone feels like they're kind of like the local team we want to see them do well and obviously you know people with Mexican heritage really want Mexico to do well so when it first came on I was like oh this 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 is the Telemundo guy the, the guy who goes goal I was like this will be interesting hmm. um it was horrible um <laughs> he, was it the Telemundo guy yeah, yeah yeah I looked it up afterwards his name's Jorge and so it's Jorge and then he had um I forget the, the lad's name, but he had a recently retired uh, Mexican international um, who was summarizing next to him. And Jorge got so bad that the, the summarizer literally had to almost tell him to stop. Oh, my um, goodness. Um, he, um, he, he did a variety of things. Uh, first two, he refer, referred to Denmark at every possible occasion as Dynamite Denmark or the Danish <laughs> Dynamite. And it's, that's not a thing. They don't. <laughs> They don't call themselves that. No one calls them that. Stop calling them that. Well, and he when, might be trying to make a thing. That's a, he's got the thing going. You know, we're all allowed to start making fads. No, <laughs> no, we're not. And and when they scored the goal, he gave it the old goal, and then he was like, "Someone has set off the dynamite." And you're like, "Oh, oh no, no, no one set off any dynamite. It's Denmark. Denmark are not explosive. Denmark is cold." Uh, um, oh, what else do you do? Throw-ins, throw-ins, mate. This is this is the worst of it all. He called throw-ins handballs. What? He was like, "Is a is a handball for Peru?" And I'm like, "No, it's mm, a throw-in." No. And it took me like five times to realize that what he was just, he was referring to throw-ins as handballs. Also, what? Okay. He very, very, very much wanted Peru to win, which was okay. I wanted Peru <laughs> to win, but he <laughs> too much wanted Peru to win. Um, ah. And um, got, you know, quite emotionally upset, made five references to five different Aerosmith songs. Oh. Like, like, it was like, it reminds me of that. Uh, this, and I, so the game was still nil, 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 nil at the time. And he was like, this game is fantastic. Yesterday, the Netherlands, uh, Portugal and uh, Spain had six goals. But this is so good. It's fantastic. It reminds me of that Aerosmith song. I don't want oh. to miss the thing. And then, like, the co-commentator was like, oh, yeah, good one, good one. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. I guess, I don't want to close my eyes either. Nice one. And then by the time he got to the fifth Aerosmith song, the, the co-commentator was like, you are really dating yourself with these songs. Really. I don't, it's really bad. Why do you keep doing them? It was your Mexico impression, impersonation as oh, well. There. Okay. It was Beautiful. Mate, look, so I've, I've got a thing for, for, for commentators. And I think, I think a lot of people, a lot of us do. Uh, maybe... You know, we, we could be accused of being purists or whatever, not opening our uh, 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 eyes for, for, for the new world of commentating. And who knows, maybe these people are. But sometimes I do wonder, how on earth do these guys get a job? Um, maybe, you know, a, maybe it is a cultural thing, because I do like, I do like, I mean, I never liked John Motson, but I do like Barry Davis. No, no, no. It, it, def it definitely is a cultural thing because like obviously every country has its own different ones and that's and that's fine and we have to accept you know that if you're going to be watching a, a Brazilian match of two Brazilian teams in top flight Brazilian football uh, they're going to have a commentator who's very good Brazilian commentator and he commentates in a Brazilian way and that Brazilian way 
doesn't necessarily work in 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 other uh, countries so you have to be very careful when you cross those cultures um because you may want to make maybe try and get some influences from from it but not a full-on let's put this person in here and expect that it's going to work because he's done it in other countries so and um, clearly the the co-commentator who comes from the same culture was sick and tired of this guy's commentary like yeah, it's, there you go why is he why am i always in his shadow what's going on who does he know that i don't um mate uh, if we're talking about commentators just two very quick uh, quick words for you gary neville Oh, and uh, <laughs> this guy, this guy, Actually, I, don't I like, understand. I like Jorge. Let's have Jorge for everything. Oh, Jesus. I don't know how Gary Neville is able to, uh, to, to, to command any kind of job in, in the footballing world. I really do not understand. And I'm just going back a little bit because he was, I, I saw, um, I saw him talking about uh, Argentina versus Iceland. And, and uh, there, there's only one word really that I can possibly describe for, for Gary Neville. And that is, idiot yes he's and he's not as bad as his brother though phil neville is worse well they're but no no i think they're both as bad as each other they're just different um uh, i think they are both absolute idiots they have no idea they don't have a clue i love it when he went after Mourinho and said you know you're not doing very well Mourinho came back and went uh let's have a look at your track record as a manager shall we <laughs> Um, so it's, but this Gary Neville is just being an absolute idiot with some of the stuff that he took. He didn't think it was a penalty, uh, the, the Argentina versus Iceland one. He didn't, he didn't think it was. He thought Gary, Gary Neville thought the Argentine uh, player put his leg in front of the Iceland defender's leg. And, and uh, you know what? Well, I'm, what I'm would so he know? He's, he's only won what a Champions League seven or eight Premier League titles and got 80 odd caps for England. He doesn't know anything. He should shut up. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> he, he might know stuff about, about, winning, about winning trophies and everything, but the problem is he's done it all without opening his mouth. <laughs> now, yes. unfortunately, here he is opening his mouth. But anyway, look, we can talk about commentators another time, I reckon. Just very quickly, can I ask you, is, what is, happened in is, Peru versus Denmark? Well, is that what you want is, to know, or is this something yes, else? But, yeah, no, no. What happened in Peru versus Denmark? Is Schmeichel the best goalkeeper in the world right now? Um, he's better than David De Gea after the other night. <laughs> I thought, from what I saw of the highlights, I thought Lloris had a pretty good game for France, no? Um, yeah, he may, he may well have done. I just think Schmeichel is actually underrated. I think He's good. He's very good. He's, He's very, very good. And I thought he did really well against Peru. From, from the highlights that I saw, he, yeah. he, he saved uh, um, a number of uh, uh, very, very important um, Both keepers uh, did well, points. actually. The, the Peruvian goalkeeper um, made a good save from Ericsson in the second half. Um, well, yeah. should we start with the... Do you want to start with the penalty? Oh, my Lord. <sighs> Go for it. <laughs> well, so it was another VAR penalty. It was uh, eventually given it was the correct decision. He did, um, uh, again, the Peruvian player played for it, but uh, the, the Danish uh, player who went on to score the winner, Paulsen, uh, caught his um, trailing leg and the follow-through... Cueva. Uh, yeah, brought, was it Cueva who was fouled for it as well as taking it? I, I, I believe it was, yeah, yeah, because he, he rolled over about six times, I think, as well. So, yeah. And then... Um, he steps up to take the penalty. Uh, um, um, from my research, he's scored every penalty he's ever taken for Peru. And right. uh, um, he decided to um, 
post a statistical anomaly on that record and post it a long way over the bar. Wow. It was a surreal moment. When when goalkeepers save it or when they hit the post or when they kind of, you know, uh, then, you know, there's a different feeling, isn't there, really? But when you Even if you put it wide of the goal, even if you would like to put it wide, at least you've managed to keep it. But to put it high is really stupid. (laughs) You have to, you have to have been uh, taking a penalty on a sandpit a la David Beckham uh, for us to be able to forgive you for taking uh, a penalty like that. Also, what I didn't like about it. What I didn't like about it was he started crying straight away. There was this nil, nil, nil. <laughs> it's the second after come. And, Stop and did, he, did he stutter on the run up as well? Isn't there a new rule in play now that says that you can't do that? What's the, what's no, the rule? No, no you, can, you, can, you can stutter as long as you don't stop. Stop. But he stopped. Um, maybe not. Yeah, maybe. Well, it doesn't oh. matter because he put it so far over. <laughs> Perhaps the ref was like, he has stuttered. Shit, what do I do? Uh, do I take him? To- oh, it's oh. way over. Problem solved. You just made my decision for me. Thanks. Thanks, son. It was one of those moments where he probably put his mouth, his hand over his mouth to cover it. You know, we see that so many times now. Uh, cheers, son. You know, Thanks, and uh, <laughs> let's play on. Yeah. Um, what, about, what about the crowd? What about the support? Oh, it was lovely. Like uh, it, all of the, the Peruvians were shouting and screaming and singing. And I think the Danish fans, and also because both teams have this red and white, white and red thing going on, the, the mm. stadium was all just the same color. So, ah. so it, was, it was lovely and vibrant. And I mean, Peru were the better team. Denmark were the, the slightly smarter team. Um, yep. the, the, the players other than Ericsson did very well. Ericsson himself was quiet, although it was clear that Peru had, had done their homework and, I uh, were doubling up on him, and it, although he was quiet, he did supply the um, the assist for the goal. But Peru had mm. the better chances. Uh, they played the better football. They they went forward with verve. It was exciting every time they went forward. They had chances. They blasted penalties over the bar. It'd be a real shame if if Peru don't do something in their next game because they were a lot of fun to watch. And uh, can they feel as though they have? Uh, not that much to worry about. They can still make it through. Well, now they've got, um, or sh- no, they've got France in the next game. So they need to, yes. that's a tough ask to pull one out. Of the, the problem is, is if they play in the same manner against France, but you know, this open aggressive, you would have thought that France have the, the weapons to hit them on the counter. Mm. So, um, I mean, we, I think we all hope that it, that, that, that doesn't happen. Um, but I, I worry for them because they were so a lot, stage, a lot of fun to watch. So at this stage, it's looking like Argentina and Denmark going through. Uh, yes. And they're not playing France next. That's, hang on. You've got, no, Argen, is, you've just said Argentina. Argentina are not in that group. It's Denmark. Oh, sorry, France and Denmark. Sorry. France, Denmark, Australia. And yes, with, well, with France and Denmark winning their first two games, you would have thought they'd go through. Yeah. That they go through. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, uh, I've got. I seem to be getting into this knack of of saying the wrong country uh, uh, for 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 wrong <laughs> wrong it's, wrong reasons. Well, you just keep getting Argentina and Australia and, mixed up. It's easy. They both okay. begin with a, end with a, and they're in the yeah, southern I guess so. Syllabistically as well, they've got the amount, the same yeah. amount of uh, same amount of ones as well. All right, look, I think we should go for a quick short break and then come back and and review the last game of the day, which was Croatia uh, versus Nigeria.
Hi. That last bitch just got fired. So let's move on, yes? It is now time to have a cup of tea. A cup of tea, and maybe it's a good time to hang yourself as well, so that you don't have to listen to any more of this shit. All right, okay. Welcome back, uh, and uh, welcome back to uh, uh, our uh, daily podcast. Uh, we are here now to preview the very last game, uh, which is uh, Croatia versus Nigeria. Um, Dave, very quickly, uh, were you impressed with uh, Croatia, or did you think that Nigeria were just not very good? Well, uh, some people who have listened to this podcast have, have said that perhaps we go on a little bit too long. Uh, and with that in mind, I'd like to submit the following review of Croatia versus Nigeria. <laughs> it was dull. They scored two scrappy goals. That was it. And it, it was <laughs> one of those. It was one of those for for, for the forget me, forget me. Yeah, uh, Croatia, Croatia deserved to win. Uh, Modric and Rakitic are wonderfully classy players. Um, I was excited with Croatia's lineup because they played Kramaric and Mandzukic and Perisic um, all in the all in the same team. But mm. they actually were just they didn't like try and hit them on the counter. They didn't press. They just efficiently passed the ball around and waited for Nigeria to make a mistake. Scored a goal from a set piece. Um, scored the second from a penalty, which is just the stupidest like tackle. Like. It looked as yeah. if it looked as if the, the the Nigerian player was attempting to steal the Croatian player's parachute. <laughs> um, I, I almost thought that there was a brotherly love thing going on there. I thought that you know there was a uh, a hug, a real sort of uh, big hug, you know, and he he loved him. That's why he was he had his arm, arms all over him. It didn't. It didn't love it. The ref didn't <laughs> love it. It was a pen. Modric stuck the pen in the corner. I thought the young Nigerian goalkeeper had a good night at 19. He had, and everyone was worried about him. I said to you yesterday, what they're yes. going to do with a 19-year-old in goal. He played very well. Neither of the goals were his full. But, I mean, John Obi Mikel was playing as number 10. John Obi Mikel can't dribble, which means he's limited as a number 10. Yep, yep. Um, Alex Awebi okay. was disappointing. Agalo is very selfish. And doesn't pass. It was disappointing. Lovely kit goes a long way on that one. Um, okay, well, in which case, let's let's brush that one under the uh, under the carpet. Then uh, Modric, Modric, the perjurer, was he there? He was yes. obviously doing his. Yeah. So good old, good old Modric. Um, now I, I think just just quickly on on the VAR thing. One thing that's annoying me a little bit is about these referees coming to see the screen. Mm, yeah can't, can't we just have the, the 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 guys in the var box make the decision so yes. they, they've got their time what what's the point in the and when i had a look at the highlights maybe i've got this completely wrong and i'm pretty sure i must do but i thought i saw them they were just repeating the same highlight four times in a row or something i don't know it was uh, uh it was almost as if they were trying to do what you're saying they should do which is is make the decision for them by going this is the angle like are there any no 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 look at this angle this is the one that tells you it's this one see it yeah that's the one <laughs> well hang on a second i want to see another angle no 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 this is the one like <laughs> this is the one that's gonna make your mind up i don't think this one's conclusive look 
mate, trust me, we've had a look at all the other angles. <laughs> you look at that one. This is the one that you're going to have to make your decision on. Penalty. It's penalty. It's definitely yeah, penalty. There you go. Let's go for the penalty. Um, yeah, look, I, I think uh, it's it's a little bit um, a little bit sad actually because Infantino had such high hopes and he's he came out very publicly and said it can't go wrong. Like as if <laughs> did he say it? Did he say it with that intonation as well? It, yeah, yeah. He he very much did. He said it can't go wrong. Like <laughs> it physically can't go wrong. The only thing that can that, that, that can happen is positivity from VAR. But I think it's completely the opposite. I think we're being thrown into a real uh, um, maelstrom here. We don't know what's coming. Uh, we don't know what, you know, nobody knows the rules. Nobody knows what's happening. Uh, somebody needs to come out and, and really, you know, take this by the scruff of the neck and make sure that they get it right. I understand also that the people in the VAR box, they've also, they're also under a lot of pressure. They've got 15, 20 seconds to, to rewind all of uh, the uh, video footage, have a look at everything and make a, a quick decision. Um, but it looks like the idea as well is to only VAR, you never stop play, right? The ref can't stop play. You have to continue. And if it looks like a penalty, but the ref is unsure, and we all know it was a penalty and VAR is going to come back and say it's a penalty, the ref has to still continue playing. That's right, right? Yes, and it was noticeable on the Peru-Denmark game that uh, the, the, the foul occurred and uh, Denmark played on. And it was noticeable that Denmark were like, because uh, the Peruvian player who was fouled stayed down. And, you know, normally you kick the ball out unless you believe he's faking and then you don't. Yep. But, but it was noticeable that the Danish guys were like, if we kick this out, he's going to go over to that VAR over there and he's going to give them a penalty. So we should, we should just keep it in. Like, and you can see one or two of the Danish players like, keep playing, keep playing. Maybe someone will forget. If we keep it in play for long enough, someone will forget. Uh, but it didn't, it didn't work and someone kicked it out and then they went back. I don't know. I'm okay with it today because I feel like the correct decisions were made. I think that the TV companies have a duty to shut up about it because mm. you're, you're, you're right because there is the... When a goal goes in, you want to be like, ah, it's a goal. Like even before yeah. VAR, even before VAR, there are times where I've watched goals. Um, for me, uh, the 1998 World Cup, uh, England Argentina two two extra time. Sol Campbell yep. he heads in uh, to seemingly make it three two, but um, quite rightly, Alan Shearer has elbowed the Argentine goalkeeper in the face. Allowing Campbell, <laughs> allowing Campbell. I mean, and Shira was also right to elbow him in the face. He deserved it. And um, Campbell has, has nodded it in. He's gone nuts. I've gone nuts. Everybody except for Ariel Ortega and Darren Anderton have realized that, you know, only those two have realized it's not a goal. So I still have times, even before VR, where I will watch a game and, and you're like looking, going, oh, hang on, that might be offside. And like, you don't fully celebrate. But the vast majority of goals you do fully celebrate. And I get what you're saying, that VAR might mean that there may be more goals that we can't give it the full celebration for. But what we can do to get around that is that the TV companies can shut up about it so that you and I can forget about it. <laughs> That's the way it should work. All right, okay. Well, I think there's a lot more to come on VAR's... Like, it's, it's, it's... 
And uh, it, it would be very, very annoying that we, we're, we're going to have to be, you know, spending a lot of time talking about VARs. And I really don't want to have to. Uh, but, uh, you know, these things may very well, uh, well, very well happen. So it's uh, a big test, I think, in this World Cup. It's going to be a very, very big test, this VAR. Um, all right, let's take a short break. And when we come back, let's preview the last of the matches. Uh, sorry, the next of the matches for tomorrow, Costa Rica, Serbia, Germany, Mexico and Brazil, Switzerland. All right. Okay. Welcome back. Uh, we have covered quite a lot uh, of information and uh, we probably have gone over the time limit once again. Let's, I think, uh, get straight on down to the matches uh, uh, for tomorrow. Uh, very exciting matches. Dave, Costa Rica versus Serbia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on at three o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to bother watching it. Um, Milinkovic Savic is a player that I'm looking forward to see play for, for Serbia. Uh, yep. appa apparently, you know, tore everything up at Lazio this year. Um, United are supposed to be interested in buying him, even though he's apparently quite similar to Paul Pogba. Uh, anyway, but um, an exciting player um, is supposed to, you know, have a, a breakout tournament. But other than that, I can't find anything exciting to say about Costa Rica um, versus Serbia. At versus all. Serbia. Well, for me, I've got my Southampton uh, uh, shoes on, so we've got uh, Dusan Tadic in there. So I'm, I'm excited to see whether or not. Oh, he's Mitrovic. Mitrovic is playing. And, and Mitrovic. Yeah, yes, Mitrovic. He might thump someone. Maybe Kaylor Navas. Absolutely. That's what I'm. Yes, absolutely. You've got Mitrovic in there who very well may thump someone. Uh, but he usually tends to come on with eight minutes uh, remaining uh, uh, till the end of the game and then get himself sent off, doesn't he? Yes. So uh, that, that's the general sort of one for him. And, uh, and the other Serbian uh, standout player, of course, is Kolarov. Uh, but I don't know how old he is now. 50, 55, 56. Beautiful uh, left foot. Beautiful yeah, left foot. Absolutely. So don't underestimate that left foot. Um, Brazil, sorry, Germany versus Mexico. That's the next game. And that's going to make up for the fact that the previous game looks a bit dull. Um, this is, I think, obviously, Portugal-Spain was a clash of real heavyweights. But I think this game is probably the, of the first round of matches, the one that I'm uh, looking forward to the most, other than that, that Portugal-Spain game. Mm. Uh, G Germany, obviously, were perfect in qualification. Uh, Yogi Lowe is so confident that he's basically taunting the rest of the world by leaving Leroy Sané out. That's the <laughs> only reason, the only reason that you could leave Leroy Sané out is he's like, yeah, we are so good. I leave Sané at home, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what like... A, wonderful impression. Thank you. <laughs> Sané would be England's second best player after Kane. <laughs> would say that um look I, I think everybody was very surprised um i think I, I think everybody was very surprised it really was a very very big surprise even guardiola was shocked um and i think uh, uh sane took it really well uh, although it took him a couple of days i remember for him to come out publicly and say anything but he he, he went to twitter and uh, he said thank you very much for all the support uh i you know let's let's go Germany let's go go and win it you know and uh, you know he took it very very well so um, uh, very very surprised that Leroy Sané is out but obviously Lowe must know something we don't know you know because uh, it's just taunting us it's, I think he's literally it's just a taunt it's, it's, a, it's advanced mind games he's like saying to everyone the depth of player I have is so extensive 
that I'm just going to randomly select one of my best ones and leave him at home. That's how good we are. Okay. I, used to, I used to have a friend at school, right, uh, who we used to play cricket and he was a really, really good cricket player. And in cricket, we would, um, in cricket training, you would get, okay, lads, uh, you're batting, you've got 10 runs and you've got uh, six balls to get those 10 runs. This, this guy would, would deliberately not do anything for the first three balls. And we would go, what are you up to? He's like, I don't need him. Don't need the first three. I'm going to let him go. <laughs> and then... And then he would do it anyway. That's what Yogi Lowe is doing here. He's like, don't oh. need him. Don't need him. Um, just, just unbelievable, really. It, it really is. And I, I'm not sure. I haven't actually spoken to, 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 to many Germans um, uh, before, this, uh, before this. But uh, I, I do. I'm very, very curious as to their, their opinion on, on uh, uh, whether it's a good idea or, or, or not. Um, I, I just want to do something very, very quickly uh, with you now that I've got you here. Um, <clears throat> And and go a versus Leroy. Who would you put in? All right. So here we go. We're, we'll do something very quickly. Uh, Ilkay Gundogan versus Leroy Sane. Well, they're not. They don't play so in who, the same position. So that's. So who, but that no, doesn't matter. They're they're both midfielders and uh, they're both in it. So I want you to just tell me who would you who would you go who would you I'd pick? I take I take Sane. He doesn't get injured as much as Gundogan and he's quicker. Julian Draxler versus Sane. Um, Julian Draxler's barely played football all year. Sane uh, won the Premier League. I'd take some. <laughs> Mesut Ozil versus Sane. Oh, that's Sane. don't even start. Mesut Ozil. <laughs> Mesut Ozil is like slow. His eyes are almost permanently offside. Um, no, right. Sane. Sane, why would you take Ozil over Sane? That's just stupid. <laughs> um, here's another one who's in there where Sane isn't. Leon Goretzka, who plays for Schalke 04 versus Sane. Sane. Uh, Sebastian Rudy. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a Rudy question. Move on. <laughs> Julian Brandt, who uh, is who? Uh, he's a painter, uh, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> and that's who Lowe has actually basically said he's lost his position to Julian Brandt versus Leroy Sané. But okay, and finally Sammy Kadira. That's a uh, yeah. Oh, okay, you know. Sammy Kadira. Oh, Sammy well, Kadira. Muller as well, Muller plays as kind of one of the wide forwards. Yes, no, that's he's... true. And, and Tony played all that well this year. As well. Uh, Tony Cruz, you'd take over Sonny. Tony Cruz yes. is the role Royce. That's why I didn't mention him. Yeah, Tony, yeah. Tony Cruz is just like velvet on silk with chocolate mixed in. He's just <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Tony Cruz is the closest what? thing we've had to Zidane since Zidane left. He doesn't, does he run Tony Cruz? Just sprays the ball around everywhere. I think he, he just sprays the ball. I think the ball just comes to him. I think that's yeah. how he plays, and I think that's how it works. Uh, May I'll tell you one player that I'm very, very excited to see in this tournament come through, uh, Timo Werner. Um, uh, I, I, I've seen uh, quite a few of his performances for um, uh, Red Bull Leipzig, and I think he's, he's 22 years old, and I think this is going to be a tournament where we may see, we may see this, uh, is this he, um, Is he a small... Quick, tenacious German striker. Yes, winger, striker, sort of. But yes, yes, coming through as a striker. No, I don't want to watch that. Sorry. No. <laughs> well, that's what you're going to have to be content with, I think. I know. No, well, I know. I'm rooting for Mexico tomorrow. Let's your personal it. hatred for t- towards Germany obviously stems back to many a many a year uh, of, uh, of of fa- penalty failures, especially. All kinds uh, but, of failures. Um, Let's not forget Mesut Ozil out, out sprinting Gareth Barry in, in Bloemfontein. 
Oh God, no, no, thank you. That's not going to do that. So we're going for. A, so uh, uh, who are we going to for for a win? And, and well, and we we should talk a little bit about Mexico. So Mexico okay. are, um, are an up and down team. They qualify very well. Um, they always have a very good youth team. Uh, there's some there's some very interesting characters in that squad. Uh, on the younger end of things, they have um, oh, the guy who plays for PSV. Uh, Herving, Le, ah, what's his name? Wait, oh, um, wait, listeners, is Lozano, Herving Lozano. Ah, uh, Herving Lozano, yes, yes. He's 22, he plays for PSV. PSV won the Dutch title this year, and he was, um, he was definitely the stand-up player in that team. I think he's, he's got, um, you know, a lot of goals and assists um, from a wide position. He's very fast. So I'm interested looking forward to seeing him play. Uh, mm. You've got um, uh, the godforsaken Chicharito, who's another one who should stop going by his bloody nickname. James <laughs> Hernandez. The little and, P. Oh, what Le- a terrible I mean, nickname. He's a little P. Let, let, let him have that one. I'm, no, I'm, I'm fine no. with that. Di Maria, Di Maria's nickname of the noodle is the only one worse than the little P. Um, <laughs> Mate, Carlos Vela is still in there. Ugh. Carlos Vela, <laughs> sexy man. Yeah. <laughs> Carlos Vela looks like, looks like you know, he should be in international banking. Like he's so just smooth. And... You didn't trust him with your money, wouldn't you? Oh, definitely. And then he'd take it from me and I'd still trust him with more of it. Um, <laughs> um, the Mexican... He's in the MLS these days, isn't he? Carlos? Yeah, yeah, he is. Absolutely. He's out to LA. So LA, LA Galaxy LA, or Los Angeles um, Gal- it's Galaxy. the other one. No, it's the, uh, no, it's no. the new team. It's the LAFC. That's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. You're right. Um, the, um, uh, the, what I know is that uh, Mexicans, have, they've got a lot of players, obviously, who throughout the years have been playing in Spain and who still play in Spain um, and in the Spanish, uh, Spanish League, and they do very, very well. Um, Mate, throughout the years. And there's Guadrado, for example. Uh, Guardado, who plays for Betis, and I think he's... Uh, yeah, Mate, he's... stop dancing around. Stop dancing around what we all really want to get onto. When you say the expression, Mexican players through the years... Old, old daddy Rafa Marquez is back. <laughs> How old is Rafa Marquez? I, look, I was looking through my, my copy of World Soccer, looking at the squads, and I was looking at the Mexico squad, and it said Rafa Marquez. I thought, oh, there must be someone else called Rafael Marquez. Rafael is a common Mark. name. Marquez is a common name. It must be a new guy with the same name. No, nope. no, 39. Jesus Christ is the same guy. And, <laughs> and also, he's listed under midfielders. So he's gone from like dominating centre back into midfield, which is the reverse no. of what everyone else does. <laughs> <laughs> they get older, yeah. Yeah, you got, um, and also he's um, he's suspected of um, some fairly serious crimes, isn't he? Yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm not entirely sure. I thought he was another one of those that was actually banned. That he wasn't. No, uh, he's 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 not banned, but I think there is he has to play without without logos on his shirt or something because oh, sponsors are refusing to sponsor a no criminal um, <laughs> well he's basically a kingpin right uh, that's I, I think that's well, what it is, so. is. So, i don't know i i we, we we we've let in um uh, uh we've let in peruvian uh coke uh addicts so uh, why not let's uh, you know let a couple of mexican kingpins in there as well that just adds to the flavor doesn't it um, yeah, I mean, uh, 
I don't know what he's up to, but it's obviously not good. But he's still so important that he's playing. And he's Benjamin Buttoning in aging in reverse, apparently. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's move on to the final and uh, uh, probably very anticipated matches uh, uh, as well. I think Germany Mexico is probably the most anticipated in terms of uh, a, a good quality match to watch. But this one, obviously, everybody's favourite second team, um, not mine, but uh, everybody else's Brazil uh, up against the uh, Clockmakers and uh, Shakira. <laughs> Indeed, Shakira's husband. Um, so, actual Shakira is playing today. Um, yep. Uh, I don't. I, I feel like a World Cup doesn't start until Brazil play. Like you know, like when Brazil play, you're like, yes, this is a World yes. Cup now. And go. this this is a Brazil side that I'm you know excited to see. Um, uh, we all know the 2014 version of what happened to them. Oh, that was funny. Ooh, oh, um, that was okay. really funny. Um, uh, the, the, the greatest thing about that game was obviously it was 5-0 at halftime in the semi-final of the World Cup in their own backyard and by all accounts the, the Germans um, who were inflicting this beating on Brazil were 5-0 up right they go into the changing room and apparently they, they you know reports have it that they said to each other we should not score anymore we should, we should, we should stop, and we should kind of. But clearly, Andre Scherler was in the toilet when this conversation was being had because <laughs> he came out second half. And Sorry, lads, what did you say? <laughs> oh, no, don't, don't worry, man. I can't remember. Let's just go out and play. Oh, great! <laughs> I want to play in the final. I got to impress. <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, so yeah, I think yeah. that obviously that this Brazil team have that hanging over them. There's still some faces like. Um, Thiago Silva, who, okay, he was suspended for that game, but, you know, he was part of that squad. He's still there. Uh, Neymar, of course, although he was injured, is still there. Um, yep. Uh, Firmino, no, sorry, not Firmino, the Fernandinho, um, who Fernandinho. was terrible in that game. He's yep, Marcelo. Marcelo was there as well. As well. Um, so, you know, there are those, some who have are living, living with that on their shoulders a bit who, who kind of want, I mean, and Neymar got it, you know, off of his back a little bit when they won, you know, they won the gold at the Olympics in Rio and he played in that team, but, but the rest of them didn't. And I think you uh, know, they've got something to prove that Brazil team. And I'll be. Ab- know, absolutely. I, I, I totally 100% agree with you on that one. I think they really do all feel that. And even if they weren't playing in the match, trust me, they all know where they were when that match yes. was on, you know, they, every know single one of them, match was on. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> every single one of them would have been glued to a TV set or uh, with their mates somewhere uh, uh, around and, and in disbelief, they would have been in absolute disbelief that this kind of stuff was, that this was actually happening in their own backyard. So uh, they definitely have something to prove. Um, and I think that has, that has brought on a very steely uh, approach now to this World Cup. I think they're all very cautious. They're not doing that whole, you know, this is in Brazil we're going to win it thing. Um, and so that they'll be very, very uh, careful, I think, this year. Um, but, mate, look, seriously, I, I know that you probably hate me saying this, and I, I think a lot of people probably would. I think this is, I think this is Neymar's year. Um, I, th- I think he's got everything in the bag. He is ready for it. Um, yes, fair enough, Ronaldo has done absolutely brilliantly. Uh, he's done very, very well. Um, but, uh, you know, and Messi's been an absolute mess, <laughs> but I think this is Neymar's year. I think this is it. Um, I'm actually looking forward to see this Brazil team because Neymar is a fun player to watch, but you've got 
presumably they're going to start with him, Jesus. Who, yes. Uh, oh, uh, Jesus <laughs> is playing. And you know how Kaká, uh, you know, the great Brazilian um, number 10, you know, yes. I think Kaká is still the, the, the last player to win World Footballer of the Year who wasn't Messi or Ronaldo. I think, I think that's the case. Anyway, Kaká used to have this T-shirt, didn't he, saying Jesus saves. So, mm. like, I know, I feel like Jesus should have is. this T-shirt that says Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, this just isn't like, I'm really good. <laughs> Not as in a religious <laughs> thing. Just, I just pull it up every now and go, go, Jesus saves. Mate, and they've got, some, they've got some great quality going throughout this squad as well. And Camino, uh, um, Coutinho. But they've got Douglas Costa, who I oh, really Douglas rate. Costa. I really rate him. I don't understand. Can you play all of them? Can you play Neymar, Costa, Jesus, Coutinho, and Costa Coutinho? and William and William and, 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 and Marcelo um, pushing on from from, from, from the back <laughs> and Fred. Yeah, now Fred coming in as well. I think. Tell you what, mate, get David great. get David Luis back in that team. He likes the rampage <laughs> up front as well. <laughs> Yeah, how controversial is that that David Luiz is not in here? I mean, he must not be very, fuming. He's terrible. No, he's, he did so well. I think he must be fuming, absolutely fuming. At he what he was particularly, in that 7-1, he was particularly bad. He was, he was. But look how, he, look how amazing he was during all the other matches. He was really amazing. He seemed to pull uh, um, uh, Brazil out of uh, certain situations. I thought he was very good. Yeah, clearly a very emotional player, though. And I, yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. The, yeah. Mate, please educate me on how to say the Brazilian coach's name. Uh, uh, it's hang on a second. It's it's actually a very unusual uh, Brazilian name. So, um, uh, 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 oh crikey, hang on a second. I've forgotten his name. Oh, hang on, just one second. It's it's uh, T I it's T I T E is how it's spelled. So it would be Tite. <laughs> it's Tite. Tite, yeah, yeah. It's not like with a Brazilian accent, it's not like Chiche or... or yeah, the, uh, I was just thinking that. The Brazilian accent would probably be Chichi, uh, something like that. So, um, <clears throat> oh, and I can, sorry. I can hear your, your small child giggling in the background because, of course, yeah, Chichi you know, is Korean for nipple. <laughs> so he obviously would have thought that that would be very funny as well, yes. Um, hang on a second. Because, uh, 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 yeah, obviously these two little 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 ones have just come in now uh but uh, yeah i think it is anyway i think it is chi we could probably wrap up pretty soon um yeah uh look uh, i think brazil have got a great chance i think they, they could go a long way so and, um, um switzerland yeah. are boring so and i hope they win tomorrow yeah even absolutely. with shakira playing all right okay i think that's enough there's a lot of stuff that we obviously wanted to go over but there's so much stuff that we always want to go over once again we didn't talk about who's worse than jesse lingard and also we uh, we were thinking about talking about goats and their new uh significant importance in world cups uh but uh, until next, next time. time yeah absolutely thank you very much for listening and uh, we'll catch up and try and get some sleep well i hope you enjoyed that me personally I wasn't paying attention. I'm hoping the next one will be better. But hope is a strange thing. See you next time, and don't say anything about Ozil. Oh,